0: Hello, and welcome to the sermons of our Savior Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Joshua Kertenbach, and this Sunday is Quinquagesima. Our Holy Gospel reading comes from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 18th chapter. Taking the twelve, Jesus said to them, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and everything that is written about the Son of Man in the prophets will be accomplished. For he will be delivered to over to the Gentiles, and they will mock him, and shamefully treat him, and spit upon him. And after flogging him, they will kill him. And on the third day he will rise. But they understood none of these things. The saying was hidden from them, and they did not grasp what was said. As he drew near to Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. And hearing a crowd going by, he inquired what this meant. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And he cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those who were in front rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he came near to him, he asked him, What do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Recover your sight. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. This is the word of the Lord. Our sermon was recorded previously at our divine service. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Near the beginning of our Lord's ministry, when he was in his hometown of Nazareth, he was given the scroll of Isaiah to read as a rabbi, and so he read, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. After he sat back down in order to give his sermon on the reading, he said, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing." Throughout his earthly ministry, our Lord Jesus Christ did this and much, much more, as he preached the good news, healed the sick, cast out demons, and even raised the dead. Our Gospel reading this morning takes place near the end of his earthly ministry. Our Lord has already been transfigured at this point on the holy mountain somewhere in Syria and is now on his way to Jerusalem for the pilgrim feast of Passover where he will be delivered over to the Gentiles and will be mocked shamefully treated and spit upon and after flogging him they will kill him and on the third day he will rise all in accord with everything written about the son of man in the scriptures as they made their way to Jerusalem from the north there would have been more and more people as Jesus' regular followers are joined by pilgrims on their way to Jerusalem for the festival. Part of the journey takes them through Jericho. As they drew near, there was a blind man on the side of the road begging. We know from St. Mark's Gospel that this man's name is Bartimaeus. Beyond that, we don't know much more about him. We know that he was blind this would have made him an outcast from his community we see in saint john's gospel how many thought of the blind at that time even as jesus's own disciples asked him regarding a different man rabbi who sinned this man or his parents he was also helpless there was not much work that a blind man could do at the time if his family owned farmland he could not help with the farm or any of the work. If his father was a craftsman, he could not take up the craft. He could not work as a merchant or hire himself out as a laborer, nor could he work any of the work which was looked down upon most of all as a tax collector or a Roman soldier. Other cultures surrounding Israel often had traditions of blind poets and priests at certain shrines. But this was not something that a God-fearing Jewish man could do. No, as one who is both having lost his sight and an outcast, Bartimaeus is reduced to begging, asking for alms, for mercies from passers-by, so that he may eat. In Bartimaeus, we see an excellent example of those for whom Christ came in his earthly ministry of mercy. He is one of the poor, to whom Christ came to proclaim the good news to. He is one of the blind, to whom he came to give sight. One of the oppressed, to whom Christ has come to set at liberty. He is one who longs to hear the proclamation of the Lord's favour. This is one of whom Christ our Lord has also called upon his followers to show mercy, just as God has shown his divine mercy. So too, in Bartimaeus, we see a type of all mankind. For surely all mankind, since the fall of our first parents, Adam and Eve, are spiritually blind. Blind to the condition of our hearts, to the extent of our sin, to our need for salvation. All mankind, by sharing in Adam's nature, share in Christ's word of condemnation to the Pharisees, when they asked if he was calling them blind. If you were blind, Jesus said, you would have no guilt, but now that you say we see, your guilt remains. That is, they claimed to know their condition, they claimed to know their state, and they thought it was pure, holy, and good. They thought that they could see, but they were blind. So too is all mankind, if not for the illumination of the Holy Spirit, we too Would be spiritually blind as well likewise mankind are all outcasts from god all by nature are children of wrath and enemies of god opposed to his will and outside of communion with him outside of the garden which was made for mankind to live in peace and communion with god as such all mankind are helpless in this matter are beggars We cannot by our own reason or strength believe in our Lord Jesus Christ or come to him. No one can. Only one, our only way out of this condition is in the hands of another, in the power of another. Only God can rescue us from our state, and as such we are all beggars of his mercy, just as Bartimaeus was of the Lord as he sat on the side of the road near Jericho, as pilgrims made their way to Jerusalem. And as this crowd passed by, there was an obvious commotion, and so Bartimaeus asked those around what was happening. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by, and he cried out, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. This response to the news shows us that while Bartimaeus was blind, he is able to spiritually see with the eyes of faith. Our translation this morning, in an attempt to smooth out awkward reading and phrases, says Jesus of Nazareth, but it's probably better translated Jesus the Nazarene. Upon hearing this, Jesus the Nazarene, Bartimaeus' faith is demonstrated in his cry for mercy, which doubles as his confession of faith. Bartimaeus would have doubtlessly heard of Jesus before, his miracles which he worked and the gospel which he preached. When he hears him called Jesus the Nazarene, he makes the faithful confession that Jesus is the son of David, the promised Messiah. Why? It seems an odd jump for us, but it's not to Bartimaeus. Jesus the Nazarene in Aramaic would sound very similar to the phrase Jesus the branch, as in, There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. Jesse, of course, is the father of David. And so, although Bartimaeus is blind, he can see that this Jesus is the prophesied branch, the son of David, the Messiah. This he could only see by faith in him, itself a gift from the Holy Spirit. How blessed is this gift of faith, Brothers and sisters, fellow believers, by the grace of God through the working of the Holy Spirit, we have been given this gift that we may see Jesus of Nazareth for who he truly is, the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of Man who fulfilled all that the Old Testament scriptures said about him. Faith likewise sees that Jesus the Christ is not merely a man. Yes, he is a man, he is truly a man, but he is not merely a man but instead he is the God-man, the Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, made incarnate in the womb of the Virgin Mary, so that in one person he is both fully God and fully man, so that he could die to win for us the forgiveness of sins. Faith sees this, knows this, and trusts this in him alone for salvation. Faith also sees the reality around us even though we do not see it with our natural eyes faith sees that god dwells within believers making our bodies his temple as he has said and that by his indwelling he is working within us to increase in us holiness and faith faith sees that our lord is present among us with his gifts as he promised faith sees that the word of god wherever whether read proclaimed or preached, is not mere words like any others, but words imbued with the Holy Spirit, and sees how that same Holy Spirit works through this word. In holy baptism, our eyes see only water, but faith sees that it is not mere water, but water combined with the word of God and his command, so that the Holy Spirit works through these means to create faith in infants and strengthen and confirm the faith of adults, causing them to be born of water and the word, and to be united to the death and resurrection of Christ, which is received by faith. Our eyes see a congregation gathered here, but faith sees that we are joined with all Christians throughout the world, and that our prayers and praises blend with those of the saints and angels in God's presence. Our eyes see bread and wine, but faith sees the holy and precious body and blood of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, which he gives to us for the forgiveness of sins and the strengthening of our faith. So great these blessings of faith that the Holy Spirit illumines us that we may see what we cannot. That same faith compelled Bartimaeus to cry out, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. When the crowd heard, Those who were in front rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. They thought he was simply begging, as he had in the past. That in asking for mercy, he was asking for alms. For that was the usual cry of beggars in those days to all who passed, have mercy on me. And in fact, the Greek word for alms comes from the root of the same one to have mercy. But Bartimaeus was not begging for alms. He was begging for grace, that it may come from his Lord, Jesus Christ, the Son of David. Jesus knows this, and so he commands that he be brought forward to him. The Lord, by virtue of his omniscience as the Son of God, knows what Bartimaeus wants, just as he knows his faith. Yet he asks, what do you want me to do for you, so that all are present will know what has happened. So that the things that Jesus does will not be done in a corner, but in the presence of many witnesses. So that all who are present, who may be resenting this man, thinking that he stopped their journey in order to receive a few coins, may see the truth of the matter. And so he answers. And in his answer, yet again, he confesses his faith, both in Jesus as his Lord, as well as in Jesus' power to heal him. Lord, let me recover my sight. And what does our Lord do? He acts in accord with his ministry of mercy. He acts in accord with his good and gracious will. He says, recover your sight. And it was recovered immediately. And he adds, your faith has made you well. And yes, I suppose it could be read that way. But the underlying word is the exact same one, which means to save. And here our Lord uses it in this way that is all encompassing. Your faith has saved you. It has saved him from being blind and so destined to be an outcast. It has saved him from begging so that he may go and work as it is fulfilling for mankind to do and for what he was created for. It has saved him from sin, death. And hell. And we're not reaching when we say this, for the gospel itself says that he followed him, glory in God. It's not a temporary following, but it's an ongoing following. It's a following him as in being his disciple. So his faith saved him in this all-encompassing way. Our Lord's saving of Bartimaeus from blindness and poverty and idleness, which we see and which is fitting in his ministry and mission of mercy while on earth points us forward as well to his greater mission of mercy on the cross for after actively fulfilling the law being perfect in his active obedience for us our lord would when he made it to jerusalem for passover begin his passive obedience that is his passion and death in accordance with the scriptures He was delivered over to the Gentiles, and was mocked, and was shamefully treated and spit upon. All this he endured without complaint, as he bore our sin, guilt, and shame, and was silent like a lamb before its shears. After flogging him, they killed him, by nailing him to a cross where he took our curse upon himself, so that we might be blessed." where he took our unrighteousness upon himself so that we might receive his righteousness by faith. And on the third day he rose, proving that the Father accepted his sacrifice, his life of active obedience, and his passion and death. By his death he opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers, so that by God's grace we who have faith may receive the benefits of his salvation the forgiveness of sins, life, and everlasting deliverance from sin, death, and hell. And to this full salvation we still look forward, as we wait for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. For there we will see the final results of our great salvation in full. There, all who are blind will see, all who are lame will walk, those with cancer will be made whole, our bodies, which now suffer the effects of age and sin, will be renewed, saved, and made well from all sickness and death, so that we may live with Christ eternally in the new creation, with our bodies having become like his glorious body. And so, having received such a great gift and salvation by God's free gift of grace, let us follow the example of Bartimaeus and glorify God as we follow his Son, Jesus Christ. Let us continue to receive from him, counting nothing in ourselves, but always having the attitude of a beggar towards God, waiting on his mercy. Let us do what he has preached to us and show acts of mercy to the poor, the oppressed, the downtrodden, and the outcast. Let us offer heartfelt prayers for peace for our government for our enemies, our persecutors, and our slanderers, and for the salvation of all. Let us busy ourselves with good works that serve our neighbor according to our vocations, so that through them we may glorify God, not to merit anything, but only out of love for our neighbors, since God has had such mercy on us, forgiven us, and shown his love to us in the great salvation which he has given us, through his Son, Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.